0: In the midst of a very high-profile case happening in New York City, which I'm not naming because I don't want this video buried in the algorithm, I have really important stuff to talk about and it has to do with Good Samaritan laws and being a Good Samaritan in general. The political and the legal landscape is such that if you would like to insert yourself into a risky scenario to be a force for good in the world and hopefully rescue, stand in the gap for somebody that needs you. They may lock you up for 15 years and throw away the key. You could presumably do everything right, theoretically, and still have just the absolute hammer of half the country and a evil political narrative coming at you to just annihilate. You You could push away from the table and be like, you know what? No, thanks. It's not worth it. It's just too great of risk to myself in this day and age to actually really help anyone. I don't want to be a good Samaritan. And so I recognize that impulse is probably rising amidst some of you viewers. I feel it myself, and I'll just say my soul recoils at the very thought. How dare us consider allowing evil just have the battlefield of like, oh, good looks too risky. Evil run amuck. I won't stand in your way. Screw that thought. Don't entertain it. The era of good Samaritans is far from ever uh, from over. Never let it be so. Right now, at the same time where I say no, we will be good Samaritans. We will risk for others. We will be good warrior poets. I want to eliminate unnecessary risk. So there's a lot of stuff that we can do so that we can still be forces for good, stand in the gap for other people, and do the right thing without incurring unnecessary risk. We could do stuff smarter. We could be better trained in all kinds of different areas and really sidestep a lot of stuff that's happening right now. So for instance, on a subway, I know exactly, I know some stuff that could have been done easily by the would-be protector that could have changed everything, could have changed everything, could change stuff for you as well. So I want to dive into how we mitigate that unnecessary risk. And it's all starting now, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome back. I am joined by our training director, our very own battle known Paul. Paul, welcome. Hey, thanks, Ben. Good to be here. Awesome. So in the last kind of decade, how's your thoughts on being a good Samaritan changed? Because it's kind of like, you do the right thing. You're an armed guy. You're a force for good in the world. And if you put someone down, eh, maybe you go to jail forever. What do you think?
1: <laughs> right. Um, I wouldn't say that uh, that much of my perspective has changed in the last ten years. There's a lot of things that come through the news cycle that just kind of confirm my own bias, kind of confirm some things that I believe to be true. Which, uh, in a lot of cases, where we're, people out there were kind of we're deficient in certain areas of our training, right, mm-hmm. uh, and education.
0: You going to let us know where are guys deficient I have to tell as, you now, as a pro gun guy, mm-hmm. extraordinaire of the highest caliber, highest caliber, <laughs> uh, where are people really deficient? Uh,
1: so, uh, first of all, of course, hard skills. We can always talk about that. We can always talk about how, how your gun handling skills, um, are, are, they can always be better, right? Yeah. Uh, your ability to apply those skills under pressure, under stress, hard skills. Um, then, uh, Hand to hand stuff, right? Martial arts, uh, being able to do something. Basically, uh, having that, uh, being able to operate within a use of force continuum, right, as it's often referred to in law enforcement. So you have you have multiple tools available to you, not just the lethal option, but you can actually uh, do something to subdue somebody, control somebody uh, through you know martial arts training, hand to hand defensive tactics, right? Right. Uh, Medical training. We talk about that a lot. Big on medical training we know and we say this all the time, I say this all the time at my classes, uh, medical training, you're more likely to need medical training than you are gunfighter training, right? Statistical yeah. probability of you being the first responder on a scene of an incident or being there when somebody you know uh, goes into cardiac arrest, uh, things like that, that's much more likely than you being at the scene of an active killer, active shooter type event, right? right. Um, and, and also something that I think is uh, really just, I think a lot of people are deficient in, uh, understanding kind of the, the legality of, of justified use of force, which applies to uh, anything inside that continuum where force is used.
0: Yeah, that's great. And so Paul enumerated uh, medical, there's gun gunfighting stuff, there's martial arts, and then there's legal considerations. I want to jump into all four of those. And for the martial arts thing, I want to cut away to the dojo, just to actually show some really cool ways that if, like, if I had been on the subway recently, uh, knowing what I know, I could have done different moves that would have completely sidestepped, presumably, what happened. Of like a higher degree of training could have really saved your butt. And Heath, are you with us at all? You're <laughs> you're not, this you're is, just checked out.
2: No, what, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I just picked up a book and I was just, just one that was on the shelf and was doing a little light reading. Uh, inspiring, uh, awesome, amazing. I'm a changed man. Oh, it's The Warrior Poet Way. John, you want to tell us a little bit about this book? Because right now it's time for our... James Park.
0: <laughs> a grand total of zero people thought that was a smooth transition. <laughs>
2: it was It was clunky. It was clunky.
0: You know what's really funny? Oh,
2: I didn't <laughs> see you there. So this is a mock-up. The words are not actually your book. No, that's
0: not my book. This that's is- just the cover. We do have my <laughs> book, but it's like, main, it's like the manuscript. It's like a... Uh, pre thing because the actual book launches July 11th. We need you to rush the door and pre-order because we're trying to hit that New York Times bestseller list because that'd be really helpful for us in getting our message out. Listen, there is a three-star general, uh, retired Lieutenant Gen- General Jerry Boykin. He was in Delta Force for 13 years. He's helping uh, track down uh, Pablo Escobar. He was in the Somalia Black Hawk Down uh, fight and he read my book. And this is what he said. Uh, it's a shameless plug, and I'm supposed to feel shameless, and I feel you such feel shame. ashamed a little bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel a little bit ashamed right now. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to read it? Will make you feel better
1: if I read uh, it, Yeah,
0: I feel the shame and self-promotion. That's John, do you know it's about all the circuit. things,
1: all the great things people have said about your book. I know you're not aware because you don't care. These are not things that really matter to you. So if you want, I'll read them to you.
0: I'm so uncomfortable. I want to talk about Good <laughs> Samaritans and not myself, but we need to sell books. Here we go. John captures the complexity of being a man in today's society. He lays out the role of men in the home, the community, and within its myriad of relationships. I recommend this book to all men as it touches the heart at a time when masculinity is under attack. Very nice words. I didn't read it well because I was still thinking about my red face <laughs> and my shame. Because I don't know how to read, Let's but I can write Let's immediately get out of this. If guys, link down below. It would help us out a lot. It's a good message. You spent years for me to write and crystallize our ethos as a warrior post It's a way you can uh, really understand what we're all about and hand this book to someone else and be like, here, read this. This is what we're all about. Join the brotherhood. And So uh, there we go. Back to Good Samaritan stuff of... I wanted to press us into a uh, martial arts studio and talk about chokes in general. So something more specific to this high-profile case. What could have this guy have done uh, that could have potentially resulted in you know, an, an entirely different outcome? So let's go ahead and uh, push over. I'm going to choke you up, bro.
1: Sweet. You didn't tell me that when I signed up for Surprise. this. Hey. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this will be fun, I guess.
0: All right guys, so I've got Paul here in an unapplied blood choke. That means I'm here and here. Paul, you still? Hello, everyone. Anything happen? I still have circulation, still have respiration. Right, so if I wanted to choke out Paul, then I could apply this blood choke and put him to sleep. However, if I didn't wanna actually put him to sleep, I just wanted to subdue him, this is not a very good option. He still has hands that can dig in pockets, find weapons, broken glass, whatever, shove it into my jugular or hit me in the legs. This is not a good way to do business. So what are some uh, options uh, outside of this? I'm gonna go a couple and then I will let the far superior fighter ninja allen he doesn't like being called ninja allen but this is my channel and uh he's not going to beat me up while we're on right dang it he might (laughs) all right and then alan will show you what what he would do so uh right here i really want to isolate arms and so what i can do is i can go ahead and crank in a half nelson right here and then i can come up for this other and he didn't know what i was going to do and now i have a full nelson And Paul, try as he may to get free, he's not going anywhere. This is a full Nelson. It ties up his hands right here, and he's not going anywhere. Cool. Another option that I have, and so this is beautiful in that his hands are in a predictable place. If he does something that I don't like, I can cause horrible discomfort. So say he wants to bat me in the head. I'll just push real hard down like this and rip up on his arms. It's probably going to hurt him badly, mm. it'll make him very uncomfortable, <laughs> very uncomfortable, so if he applies pain to me, I'll make far worse pain to him. But there's no choking hazard, he's not gonna die. And so that's a pretty good way to do business. Another thing that we can do, is that here I am in this position again, I'll abandon this. And what I want to do is basically want to go face down with him here. And so all kinds of ways that I could get him into this. But uh, anyway, let's say I'll roll over and I'll basically go double leg ride like this. So I'm like lifting, basically lifting up his legs off the mat right here. And I've basically got this. Now I can fight for hand control and come up under like this and hold him like this. I'm doing this so he can't headbutt me. And Paul's not going anywhere. And the moment he wants to get, go ahead and get up, Paul. Nope, <laughs> and, to, and I can just go ahead and apply those hands again. But this is a real good way to do business. I, I can I can chill here for a long time. This is uncomfortable for him. It's going to actually wear him out as well. And uh, yeah, I can just uh...
3: <laughs> please don't quit.
0: <laughs> please don't quit, Alan. What have you got
3: for us? Uh, I agree with the idea of uh, turning him face down. I actually okay. like that a lot. Okay. Um, I a lot of times I'll use seat belts like this Okay. Um, and, and a lot of reasons is if he starts to try to work toward the belt line I can always kind of stretch his torso until I can get the hands okay. and shut them down. Uh, for me a lot of times I will seat belt with my leg and arm. I like this because um, I don't like having a lot of feet in front of him either because he can attack them and I need them. And then I can post, post, drive with my hips and put the face down just like you did. And I can start to apply some weight in there. If he, this is nice because it keeps his hands busy. If he starts going for the belt line, I'm going to know right away. And it's a lot easier for me to protect from that. Also, if he starts trying to do a push-up, just as you mentioned, he's going to give me options to start putting different types of control methods on him that are joint-based, not necessarily blood or breath-based. And I also like being in his position because 360 degrees of awareness. Sometimes when I'm on his back, his weight is still on me. Mm. So if he's got a buddy in the crowd that is plotting to come over and help, I'm stuck. So that's another reason I like to go to the back because it gives me the ability to have eyes up. And in case there's a friend or two in the crowd that wants to elevate this up the scale, um, it's also hard for me to hit my belt line here. Yeah. If there happened to be something I needed, yeah. if I can flip him over—that's code for gun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> could be a lot of things on yeah, the belt. Be, you never be. know. So I like putting them face down as well because it also gives me access to my belt line and the ability to see what's going on. Awesome, cool. Thank you. Awesome, appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Would you like to have hurt Paul before we get out of here? He He looked hurt from the
3: the, uh, look in his Mm eyes. Scared. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
0: back to the studio. The better you are at martial arts, the better you are able to subdue someone else and eliminate the chances that you're just kneeling on their neck for 15 minutes and then something really bad can happen. In an effect of like, if you ever go to a martial arts and you like you fight a black belt, black belts are usually the safest people to fight. It's the younger belts that will actually just jack you up because it's just all chaotic mayhem of elbows and joints breaking. And they didn't even know the safest uh, person to do jiu-jitsu against is the black belt. Uh, You are not going to get hurt with the black belt. They will make sure while they... uh, Gently fold your clothes with you still in them (laughs) that uh, no great bodily harm uh, befalls you. And so good training can absolutely uh, get the job done without bringing unwanted consequences. Also in the medical area or carrying guns, the same thing as well. Paul, what could go wrong with somebody who knows a little bit of medical, but not a whole lot? And then they're like, I'm going to render aid. Sure. Uh,
1: yeah, somebody's a little overzealous in application of a tourniquet to the neck, you know, for a head wound, right? That well, kind of his <laughs> neck was bleeding.
0: So you just wrap a tourniquet right, and you right. tighten just that done. girl this is down. I learned how to apply a tourniquet, man. I'm good. Um, but it, true story, uh, you can use a tourniquet to stop a carotid artery bleed. It's true. You can apply a tourniquet to a neck. It will stop the bleeding.
1: It will. The bleeding will also stop on its own eventually it, if you don't yeah. do anything.
0: Yeah, it'll absolutely 100% <laughs> of the time. It kills the person. I'm looking at John. i like, stop
4: the bleeding. <laughs> bleeding. Right. What's, what
1: are we choke? Tro- what's what's right. the desired outcome I here? I right. the bleeding. <laughs> yeah,
4: you're, you killed him. I stopped not, the bleeding. You're not wrong. <laughs> it was like crickets in the, uh, in the, the studio here all the time saying that. I'm like,
0: He's not wrong. Yeah. We were all very confused here. Is that a, is
4: that a dad joke? I think you can God.
0: cure cancer by pumping uh, bleach into your bloodstream. Oh, wow. But the bleach will kill you. So, But you killed the cancer.
1: You won. You so, took away the host, man.
0: Kill the host. Kill the host and you're good. Anyway, as you guys can see, take no medical advice from us. Uh, we have an instructor for that. That's why we right? have somebody for that. <laughs> That's why we hired a professional director. Right? Who would right yes. now be like, dude, you can't even joke about that. Yeah,
1: it's not even funny. Yeah, um, yeah he, he's probably laughing laughing right now uh yeah medical man uh you, just like anything uh you, you're you're you don't uh, don't try and operate outside the level of your training outside your scope of training right it doesn't matter what what the application is it's that whole like you know kind of kind of stay in your lane a little bit because you might yeah. actually do more harm than good right? right and that applies to that applies to gun skills right deploying your firearm in a use of deadly force type situation uh you may carry a gun but you know as uh the uh, the late great uh, Colonel Jeff Cooper used to say carrying a guitar doesn't make you a musician any more than carrying a gun makes you armed kind of thing. I think I flipped those around, but basically that's the same. No, that's, I, got, I got it. Essentially, that's, that's the premise, right? Yeah. You can't just carry a gun and you're armed, right? Yeah. There's got to be training. There's got to be hard skills behind the firearm. And if you try to use it outside of your your level of training and your ability to operate under stress, you might actually cause more harm than good. You end that's up, good. you know, uh, you end up using deadly force maybe when it's not warranted or you if you're a little overzealous, and you might end up uh, harming innocence right, awesome. while you're trying to take down bad guys.
0: I want to really unpack some of the legal, and I want you to walk us through that. But first, I wanted to pause on medical uh, just to give one more example. Say somebody is having trouble breathing, or maybe they're unconscious, and you can clearly see that their breathing is not happening on its own. Uh, somebody, Maybe you saw somebody apply a, you know, a, a, a crike in a movie of like, I'm going to cut his throat now. That'll solve the problem. And then it's just this blood and mess. And like, no, 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 you, you should have just like head uh, tilt, chin lift, put him in a recovery position, do something of like, use an NPA, do something. But like, let me just try something <laughs> like, holy cow, man. Not only could you potentially make it worse, as Paul said, you can also bring terrible legal consequences on you later of like, it would have been better if you just left him alone, but I was trying to help. Yeah. But your helping made it worse. And so good intentions don't cover all. Now, we have such things as good Samaritan laws. This is basically lawmakers back in a time when they weren't all twisted, evil, and horrible. They wanted to give concessions to the ordinary guy who was not duty-bound to help people but felt morally moved to help people. So, for instance, active killer is shooting a bunch of kids up in a school. You are not a cop and you don't have a badge. But you grab a gun and you go hunting anyway and you put the good dude down. Now, maybe you broke a law in the midst of that, of like, that's a gun-free zone, for instance. Uh, and you carried a gun for him. Like, uh yeah, good Samaritan law of like, hey, way to go. But no problem. Uh, no collateral damage. You rescued kids. Yay for that. And now somebody will say, well, that's not technically Good Samaritan. Well, no, Good Samaritan laws exist to provide protection for people who are trying to help others and are assuming risk onto themselves. It comes out of Luke chapter 10 in the Bible where Jesus is talking about who a Good Samaritan is. And that Good Samaritan uh, was somebody who is basically at great cost to themselves helping somebody out. Uh, and so our legal system is based on, especially that part, on a biblical precedent that Jesus was uh, citing. Uh, however, I wanted to jump now, and now we're talking about kind of Good Samaritan... Yeah, And that's up?
4: interesting, because uh, you shared with me earlier that the person who asks Jesus the question, "Who who is my neighbor? Yeah, uh, I stumbled on that one, because I thought it was just somebody from the religious community, but uh, you had just been recently looking at that, and you told me that it was actually a lawyer. Yeah. Who had been asking that question, and so how apropos it is. Yep, a lawyer was
0: asking, trying to justify right. themselves in the midst of this Good Samaritan. Said, and who do we fear most today? If you're like, I, I was trying to help, and then the lawyers line up to throw you in prison. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so holy fascinating. cow, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also something it just since we went there, I was reading in Luke 10 today of it was the religious people that were not true to their own religion obviously that passed this dude up who'd gotten beaten down and robbed in the gutter on the side of the road and a priest and then somebody from the priestly class the levites just passed him up and then the samaritans who would have been like racially hated by those in jerusalem that was the hero of the story, so this would have been just really upsetting to anybody listening yep. to this story because he chose somebody who was the good guy who would have been hated, yeah, uh, and by uh, you know, the the audience. And yep. so, Jesus was not making any friends, everyone in the, everyone listening to Jesus hated mm. him, uh, for that. And he was telling a lesson to the lawyers who still are stumbling over the good Samaritan, aren't they? Mm, they uh, sure are. let's uh, mm-hmm. jump into legal, uh, so. Uh, you mentioned earlier folks just didn't really understand uh, some of the legalities regarding use of force sure. and particularly use of lethal force. Okay. You're not a lawyer, but nope. you know lawyers say this kind of thing.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, <clears throat> definitely not a lawyer. Uh, I have read some stuff. I know just enough to kind of be dangerous in this uh, in this area. So, and I probably know more than most people do, I guess. There's a lot of good resources out there, by the way. I, I want to I backtrack just a little bit, talk about Good Samaritan laws. Uh, yeah. I've never heard Good Samaritan laws applied to, because this is going to kind of get into justified use of force and deadly force. I've never heard Good Samaritan laws up, applied to that. Usually Good Samaritan laws have to do with uh, rendering medical aid um, I, because the, the whole kind of the whole premise of justified use of force and deadly force is that it allows you to do things that would otherwise be illegal Mm. Except for these circumstances, yeah. as opposed to Good Samaritan law, where trying to render medical aid, for example, you're not necessarily doing something that's illegal. I suppose you could consider putting your hands on somebody and performing chest compressions could be considered assault, uh, but you're you're protected in that you were just trying to do the best you could with what you had, right? Yeah. With the knowledge and training that you had available because it was better than doing nothing. Um, we don't quite have that same, uh, again, I'm uh, sure in the comments, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we have that same broad protection when it comes to justified use of force and justified use of deadly force, right. I think it's much more specific in the law.
0: Well, so, for instance, in this profile case, the dude was choking another guy out, and he's being called in the headlines a good Samaritan. Got it. And so there wasn't a gun involved, but sure. there was, you know— Deadly force phys- was used. Physical force yeah, well, was Yeah, deadly force was used. used. Uh, yeah, presumably, and that that's the big debate. Did, did he the- mean to kill him, or did, was that kind of like a— well, I I don't know.
1: Intent intent doesn't have anything to do with manslaughter. Yeah, it's Mansla- true. Manslaughter it's true. by legal definition means without malice aforethought, right hey, somebody's life right. was taken, right? So it doesn't matter it, what the it, that's it's the outcome not the intent. Yeah, right? I don't, that's why it's manslaughter not murder.
0: Right. I don't know the particulars of like how exactly to good Samaritan laws work and sure. what do they apply to? I just know the spirit of a good Samaritan right. law and that's all I'm really speaking to. Sure. But uh yeah, hey, I I don't know. I just know the spirit of it is good. How do we deal with uh, lethal force and putting hands on what do the folks out there need to know before they ever put hands on someone else and intervene?
1: Right. So the uh, first of all, uh, statutes, like, for instance, I kind of I I know I know the state of Georgia. All right. Where I reside, I know state of Georgia's uh, laws better than I would other states. Right. Uh, Generally, there's some things you're always going to find are going to be common. Uh, there's going to be some commonality uh, throughout different states and their and their statutes when it comes to justified use of force or deadly force. Uh, but first thing is that uh, all all application of force. And deadly force, uh, two different things, because we could be operating somewhere in that continuum, hands-on, right? Punching, kicking, slapping, holding, that kind of thing. Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean deadly force. That just means you're countering uh, force against you, which you are generally legally allowed to do. Uh, Everything is judged by the reasonable person standard, it's called in the law. Uh, where basically, what would a reason would a reasonable person have done this? And we're talking about the high profile case, right? Based on the information that this person had at the time, would a reasonable person have taken these actions? Right. Right. Uh, not not judging, we, we, we attempt not to judge a person's actions from the calm vantage point of hindsight, right? We want to judge their actions based we on- We leave that
0: for social media. Uh, right, exactly, 100%. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly said what it is. Yes. And legally that's yes. true, yes. but practically from that's not happening. From the
1: calm happened. vantage point of hindsight, we can sharpshoot anything we want right. to. We can tear it down and destroy it. Somebody's actions yep. that they made under stress, under pressure, in the moment, based on information they had at the time. Yep. Whereas we get all this information after the fact, and then we can just rip them apart, man. We love to do that on social media, Right. right?
0: Yep. I saw a headline. Yep. Uh, I fit the headline to my narrative. Boom. Ah! I decide immediately and do no Full research. Full sin. Let's go, yeah, bro. It's a dark time. How obnoxious. <laughs> I don't All think right.
1: it ever changes. But anyway, yeah. so uh, basically, reasonable person standard, right? What a, what would a reasonable person have done based on the information that person had available at the time, right? Right. Uh, next, there's generally kind of three elements that are involved in uh, in application of deadly force. i have been to talk about deadly force specifically uh, because the 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 high profile case that we're talking about. It, assuming it, that the medical examiner rules that the application of force resulted in this person's death, then there was deadly force used, right? right? So this was a deadly force incident. Right. Again, making a lot of assumptions here, guys. We don't know everything, don't know all the facts, but uh, just for purposes of discussion, broader yeah. discussion when it comes to application of force or deadly force. Uh, three components are generally uh, in play. Uh, ability, opportunity, jeopardy, all right, AOJ as it's t- typically referred to. So ability... Uh, basically means that the person uh, has the ability to attack you. So, so if, that,
0: if you said, "I'm going to kill you, John," everyone knows that, not, like you can't kill me, and so you could not meet. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to you. That's the last component
1: that we're talking about. We'll get to that here in a second. Okay, um, You couldn't take me down. <laughs> so now that's no, way. no. That's well. That well. That's that. That goes to jeopardy, which means that, um, or sorry. The jeopardy, where imminent threat, right? Uh, Either by words or actions uh, and assuming that the other two components are met. But back to ability, the person has to have the ability to to basically do grave bodily harm to you or death. Um, So are they physically capable, right? Do they have a weapon? A lot of times a weapon is introduced and that presents ability, right? Right. Um, Opportunity. So they may have the ability, right? But uh, the guy with a knife on the other side of your locked door... Uh, In your hotel room, he has the ability, but he doesn't have opportunity because he's not in close enough proximity to use whatever he has available to him. Right. So uh, as opposed to somebody could be, uh, you know, 500 meters away uh, with a precision rifle. Now they have ability and opportunity to do you harm. Right. Right. Uh, jeopardy, that's just essentially have they made a—if they make a verbal threat, if somebody has a knife, they're standing within close proximity, and they say, I'm going to kill you, then we've met kind of all of the components that need to be there when it comes to application of deadly force, yep. right? Say, all those things yep. have been met.
0: I say ability, intent, and eminence. Sure, uh, So Basically. there's different words for the exact same sent- sentiments. Yep.
1: And then in some cases, uh, and this is the thing where some states are going to vary, and it's important to understand— um, uh, preclusion is another element that's often added, uh, to AOJ, to ability to opportunity to jeopardy uh, preclusion basically means that you had to have exhausted all possible options before you used deadly force. Okay. For example, in States that have what's often referred to as castle doctrine or stand your ground laws, you're not required. It's, or, or duty to retreat. Sometimes preclusion is referred to like, basically you have, you have the duty to take yourself out of that situation, if possible to extricate yourself to, from that situation without making yourself less safe, Mm -hmm. then you have to have exhausted all those options before you use deadly force. Deadly force has to be a last resort as opposed to places where uh, you don't have a duty to retreat. I don't have to leave. If I'm in a place I'm legally allowed to be doing something I'm legally allowed to do, I don't have to leave before I use deadly force. Yep. Uh, and also it's something else that's important. The, the duty to retreat is only there if it does not make you less safe than the application of deadly force. That's also something else that's kind of misconstrued. Right.
0: But if somebody kicks in your front door with a gun and you have a window, you have to go out your window to escape. As long as it doesn't make you less safe. So basically- so if you're on the first floor, you jettison, if you're on the ninth floor, you're like, oh, right, I'm going to hang around. So
1: if you're retreating means that you have to leave a position of cover to make it to the exit. And that's going to get you shot. You don't have to do that.
0: And tactically, right? I can argue to always stay. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I think that's. I, I don't think people understand kind of those things because you hear you hear the term you know or you hear the phrase like you know well I have to say it's fear for my life you know have you yeah. ever heard that one before yeah. people like to throw that out there like no that's not exactly all you have to say yeah um, also uh, so and, and for instance in the state of Georgia you can use deadly force uh, when it's uh, when it's going. Basically, a reasonable person would believe it's going to be applied to them, right. applied against them, and also you can use deadly force in the prevention of a forcible felony. So uh, rape, murder, uh, armed robbery, those yep. are examples of forcible felonies in the state of Georgia, and you could use deadly force against somebody who is not necessarily attacking you. You Which- could
0: to me, looks very good Samaritan-y. That's a sure. good Samaritan to and it's,
1: me. And it, seem, and it seems kind of common sense to us, right? Like that right. you could use deadly force to stop a forcible felony being committed against somebody else. Right. Right? You could watch somebody getting carjacked at gunpoint, and you could use deadly force to stop that. That's right. You know? Um, and, uh, but, again... And,
0: and hats off to all the folks that would risk legal consequences and physical consequences uh, to do that, to stand in the gap for someone else. Of, like, you weren't threatened... You could have just been quiet, drifted away. You'd have been good. But instead of like, nope, hell no, not on my watch. And you be the good Samaritan anyway. Uh, you be the good warrior poet. Much love to you. Uh, awesome. Way to go. Bravo. I'll say it because others might not. Bravo. Good job. That's the right thing to do. I, I, I admire that. That is respectable. That is good. And we desperately need more courage on fire moral courage uh, it, it is uh, greatly lacking sorry for the diatribe no that's
1: okay no yeah. it's 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 important to to applaud people who are willing to do that because it is there's a substantial amount of risk that you uh, that you take on um, and uh, for example uh, just kind of a uh, again going back to okay c- uh, preventing the commission of forceful felony where it's legal use deadly force yeah you better make sure that you have a full understanding and grasp of that situation that you're rolling up on. Right. Right. So you see a guy, uh, pointing his gun inside a vehicle, trying to get somebody out of that vehicle. You roll up on that situation. You smoke that guy thinking that you're legally allowed to do it. Bro, maybe that guy was just trying to get his car back.
0: Maybe that was a undercover cop. Sure. You know, Absolutely. Ba- basically arresting somebody. Absolutely. Like, you have no idea. That you is... don't know.
1: So you got you to gotta be very careful. Yeah. Uh, again, it should be judged by the reasonable person standard. Right. All right. What would a reasonable person have done? Right, yeah. but at the same time, you also don't want to be overzealous. I mean, we're 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 reluctant in our use of deadly force. Right? We right. we want to we want to exercise deadly force with a great care, caution, and a sense of reluctance, um, because we want to make sure that we're on the side of right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not just a hey, good try, buddy. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. We're killing really <laughs> bad guys. Well.
0: I won't lose a, a moment of sleep. Nope. Just never bothered me,
1: but accidentally killing good guys, man. that's no, the never, worst.
0: I'd never recover. I would never recover from that. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I gotta be sure I gotta know. And, and these so, are, and
1: these are, and these are all things when we talk about, you know, carrying, carrying a gun, um, you know, you carry a firearm for defensive purposes, understand that when you, when you walk in that world, you are absolutely, you are taking on and inviting more risk, uh, legally, personally, morally, ethically, than you would otherwise.
0: I'm good
4: with it.
1: Right? Yeah, 100%. I'm good with it. Guys, but uh, but, you go gotta on.
4: ask, I gotta ask, is, is being a good Samaritan for everybody, or is it a calling? You know what I'm saying? Is is it is it is it not for everybody?
0: It oh. is a calling for everyone. Everyone should help their neighbor. Everyone should help their fellow man. Everyone should live selflessly for a greater good. Uh, now, you may disagree, you're just wrong and empty you know you know that this is the calling this is uh you know what we should do yeah, and yeah. And so, gen-
1: generally I agree with you but specifically I think we get into you'd you'd have to give me a specific example you know uh, is is the you know, I mean, we'd we'd have to we'd have to get into real specifics about the scenario where is the greater good the mother sacrificing herself for somebody else that she doesn't know or is the greater good her protecting her children right But you all, know, kind of thing,
0: all right? I cared to win you was to that idyllic uh, greater good absolutely. and so okay. yeah. what the greater good, good is is, right, is right, right, right. opened up like oh well now we can have a conversation sure. but still mm-hmm. it remains of laying down your life sure. for others
1: everybody should everybody should feel called to help their neighbor period that's it
0: everyone right. is called yeah. to help yeah. their neighbor. Uh yeah, and so great question. Ben. uh um some resources for legal stuff. Obviously for uh, you can get all the different guns, uh martial arts, medical, legal. Where can folks really go for legal help? Think online resources. I've got a whole bunch of them going through my head. Um I, gosh.
1: Um I, you're honestly, of no help. There's so I'll do it. Many, yeah, there's so <laughs> many. There's so many out there. I mean, there's so many good places, and you can find like just specific, yeah. um, you know, law firms that that have that have written articles on this and that have no, some good things. You know, and, so uh, yeah.
0: if you're going like law firm lawyers, Andrew Bronca, his law of self-defense was really good. Masad Ayub uh, would be very good. Sure. There's some YouTube channels as well, and I think Bronca and Ayub are, are all over YouTube. So check those out. There is the Armed Scholar, who is uh, a home home team homeboy. Uh, he's a friend of the channel. Um, there's also guns and gadgets. I think donut operator could, uh, be helpful. Uh, there's the, uh, armed attorneys. Is that another one? I, I haven't yeah. connected with them, but I know they're
4: out there. Yeah. And call as well.
0: Callie Noir, mm-hmm. of yeah, course. Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He'll help. Uh, who else am I missing?
4: That was a really good list right mm-hmm. there.
0: That's real guns
4: and gadgets. Did I say him? You did. Yeah, yeah. Really good. He's posting like twice a day. Yeah, uh, and uh, legal updates and everything.
0: So anyway, there's all kinds of legal uh, resources and you really need to know the stuff that Paul just talked about. That that needs to be part of your everyday carry that you're rolling around. Uh, so where, where are we going now? Yeah, this?
2: well, I like what you guys have said. You know, it's training, it's preparedness and it's awareness and knowing what's going on around you. Because I think a lot of us, we do feel that calling, but we're not certain of our skills. We're not certain of what we're supposed to do. But if we have the training, we're prepared and we know what's going on around us, we can be effective and help in a situation, not cause further harm that's sure. right yep uh where are we going now we got our next subject you alluded to it there is a case that's out there that we're not mentioning specifically because we don't want to we don't want to get torpedoed as far as our social media is concerned
4: yeah
0: so which i did a search for that case and the only things that would popped up of like pages and pages of cnn abc that's all just nothing and yeah. the like, official oh, they've already buried the story yeah. right if we put that in the headline we're gone no, right. no our subscribers will never find out we made this video yeah. right uh, but network network doesn't vary. WPSN. So Yeah. So um, let's go
2: talk because we want I want to ask some specific questions about
0: that situation. Let's get into the actual uh case. Let's do it. Uh and then we had another subject we were talking about. What was that gonna be?
4: No, the second this this for this episode it was gonna be I wanted to get I wanted to get what you guys would have done in that situation mm. and talk the specifics. Mm. And that's Okay, so we'll we talk specifics talk of the case, but we'll yep. say
0: goodbye uh, to those listening in on YouTube and podcasts. Now, some of you guys are going to render your garments, gnash your teeth, and excoriate us in the comments of like, how dare you not give us everything for free? Listen, our normal YouTube videos, they're like 10, 12 minutes long. And now we're giving you like 30 minutes Uh, And then you still get upset that we give the audacity that after giving you far more, we wouldn't give you everything free. And the thing is this. uh, We understand where the algorithms and the big tech things are going. They're going to bury us and put us out of business. Therefore, we have to have our own platform. That platform is expensive. It just is. And so we actually generally we do need help. And that means some folks out there join WPSN, Warrior Poet Society Network. They join, watch WPSN.com, sign up, then they get the app, and they watch the full episodes on the app. Those good Samaritans are putting skin in the game. I'm not trying to be—I hate that I did that because I'm like, hey, a good Samaritan is someone who gets our network. That came off wrong. <laughs> that was That's a shameful
2: a, plug. That was a <laughs> shameful <laughs>
0: plug. I didn't mean to conflate the two. I just mean we putting you. some skin in the fight. And say, no, no, I'm going to vote with my dollar so that this will be a good thing. Mm -hmm. That is a good impulse. You're putting skin in the game. It's not like that is warrior. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, for those of you, that's why we do it. So before you just lambast us, understand, I don't think we have a choice because in two years or in eight months, this is where we're at. And if you don't build the ark now, when it starts to rain, it's too late. Uh, Goodbye, YouTube. Goodbye, podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Train hard, train smart, stay free, all that stuff and uh, take it easy
4: guys. I give a <laughs> flying rip, <laughs> zero care. That's that we have, and now the phraseology is gonna differ from network to network, and that's what I looked as I was compiling what happened.
1: Do you know what a kidnapper's favorite pair of shoes is? No. But we're looking at, inf- we're trying to justify his actions based on information that we have now after the fact, but it means nothing, okay. it's completely irrelevant.